Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and attorney Althea DeVar-Johnson. Good morning, Mind Your Business listeners. How are you this morning? I am here, your host, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and my co-host would be who? Attorney Althea DeBar Johnson, you dislike for me to say that title. I do, DeBar. You passed <laughs> DeBar some years ago. That's right. I used to get that joke all the time. I know, and now you get it every Tuesday. Yes, I do. <laughs> But I'm having a great morning. It's good being with you, Dr. Flo. It's always good being with you, uh, Attorney Althea. And the only reason why I do this every Tuesday is so I can see you because you used to go to lunch with me on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And then you just got too doggone busy. And so I decided we need a radio show. And that way I can see you every Tuesday. Oh, that's the reason why? That's why we're doing this. Okay. You know, Althea, that it is our mission here at Mind Your Business Radio to educate women and minorities in the financial and legal aspects of your business, your life, okay? And your family. And your family, your business, your family, your life. Right. Althea, I'm excited. I am too. Guess who? We have a special guest today. Althea, you want to introduce our special guest? I do because I have been knowing Nina Winston. For over, what, 10, 15 years? Yeah. Are you serious? Absolutely. 10, 15 years? Yeah. And she's been doing my hair and making me look like I'm decent. Yeah. You, yeah, you do look decent. You I have come really a de- long way, believe me. <laughs> I need to see some before and after. We need to post before and after Althea pictures no, no, on our no, Facebook we no, no, and no, website. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> Before Nina and after Nina. Okay, so let me go on and introduce All right. our guests. Okay. <laughs> All right, okay. Miss Nina Winston. The owner of Growing Seasons Hair Salon, and there's a story behind that. Mm-hmm. She's been doing hair for as far back as she remember at the tender age of three. She comes from a long line of licensed barbers, stylists, and salon owners. In 1998, Nina earned her master cosmetologist license, and then the next two years she continued working from her home, and later... As most people do, they get their own place. Yes. She opened Growing Seasons Hair Salon in June 2001. So mm-hmm. it'll be 15 years. That mm-hmm. Yes. She specializes in hair extensions to help her client experience a variety of new cutting edge techniques to enhance the styling options. I can testify to that. All right. These techniques are very beneficial for the clients with problem areas, active lifestyles, and for those who simply wanted to experience something different. Whatever the reason, her priority was to maintain and promote the health of her clients' own natural hair. Again, I can test to that. Mm-hmm. Nina is a licensed master cosmetologist for over 18 years, master braver for over Brayer. Brayer. Yeah, Brayer. I'm sorry. That's okay. She braids. She's a master at it. Yeah, she braids hair. She braids hair for 17 years and master hair extensionist for the past 13 years. She's an educator for Dorm, a hair extension company out of London, England. She is a certified infusion artist for SoCap USA, a distributor and educator of Climax Full lace wigs, and specializes in a variety of braids, hair extension, lace wigs application. She proudly serves a multicultural client base of mature and professional women. Let's please welcome Nina. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Nina Winston. (laughs) So we have a lot of um, professional seasoned professional women that listen to our show. So let me ask you something, Nina. What made you decide? Because, I mean, I have spoken to and know a lot of hairstylists. Mm -hmm. But what made you decide, this is a niche for you. What Mm -hmm. made you decide that you were going to be in this special niche? And then we'll get into your story a little bit. That's interesting. 
when I first opened my salon, I thought, first I thought, why would I open one? There's one on every corner. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading um, different business publications, and one lady says, you should specialize in something. Mm-hmm. And so that's what gave me the specialty of doing hair extensions, um, things with natural hair and things like that. And more or less, that's what I got. I received women with problem hair and problem areas from maybe getting services that weren't done properly before. Mm-hmm. So you had to figure out how to service them. So really my business was grown on helping women recover from, you yes. know, issues in the past. Damage hair and right. different things like mm-hmm. that. Well, that is Scalp awesome. issues. Scalp, Scalp issues. issues. Okay. Right. All right. So. Yeah, because there are a lot of women, believe it or not, mm-hmm. even not having experienced any type of cancer or having a, right. any chemo, but just have either hereditary or some sort of medical issue with, with their hair. And, you know, I mean, all the statistics show that that could be devastating to a woman. So you've really found a niche. Uh-huh. It, it, it can be. Um, and the unfortunate thing is, you know, as I grew in what I was doing, I realized there, there, there are three important components if if your damage is related to improper installation. Mm-hmm. If it's applied properly, well, first you have to give the hair a good foundation. It needs mm-hmm. to be clean. It needs to be trimmed. It needs to be conditioned. Mm-hmm. Secondly, applied, the application needs to be proper. And what I mean by that, it shouldn't be tight to the point to where you say, okay, you know, you have to take some Tylenol and it'll be okay in a week <laughs> and things like that. No, right. while I'm doing it, it should not hurt you. Okay. Uh-huh. And and it should be applied in a way that is going to protect your edges. Yes. Um, because, you know, it just needs to protect your edges because that's usually some of the parts of the hair that we leave out. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a good home regimen to protect whatever, whatever hair is left out. Now, some people, you know, we cover it all. The second thing is how it's cared for at home. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of clients that say, you know, I just want to do nothing. I, I don't want any maintenance. I said, oh, you know, and I have to share. There's no such thing. Right. There's no such thing. Right. And, you know, so you, it has to be properly cared for at home and then it needs to be removed properly and in a timely manner. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so, and all in between that, it's no such thing as you come to me and then I see you in three months and we've had no care, no, uh-huh. no washing, no conditioning. Yeah. Um, we would not, there's no other part of our body that we would not wash. Right. And, right. You know, clean, right. cleanse. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, our scalp is no different. So we, so the thing is, is when we have, when we get these um, applications, just know we, we would like for it to be cheap, but it's just not a cheap experience process. Right. process. Right. So just be prepared and be willing to fully care for yourself and see it through. And you will really love the results afterwards, because if, if, if I can get a person before the damage has been done, then I can take you from, let's say, three to four inches of hair and give me a year you'll see that doubled or even tripled and all of it's healthy. And then you have the option if you want to wear hair extensions versus whether you have to or not. Well, absolutely. I tell you, I told uh, uh, when I first met Nina and we met uh, through Althea Mm -hmm. and at the Toastmasters. Right. And the first thing I when I started talking to you, I thought, I need you, right? <laughs> and I, I told her that I was going to basically come to her, like, after the summer because I was like, you know, the now, ladies, you know, she said that women who say they don't want to do anything, that that's not realistic. It's not. 
That's so true, but I got as close to it as possible because, <laughs> yeah, because I got, I got, I can have yeah. no maintenance, yeah. but not no maintenance. Exactly. Right. And so I told her, I said, I just have to do something this summer because mm-hmm. I'm running crazy. And mm-hmm. so I have crochet braids and I told her when, when I finish with this, I'm going to be in her chair on a regular <laughs> so that I can make sure that I, I maintain my natural hair right. properly. So important. Yeah, so that important. is very important. So what I like about Nina, I don't feel like I'm one of the cattle in a stall. Uh-huh. Um, when I've been going through her for over 10, 15 years, you get education. Yes. So you need to have an education about what's going on mm-hmm. with your hair and scalp, mm-hmm. what you need to do to kind of recover and sometimes it not, may not be the uh, fashion, most fashion look of the century uh-huh. for you, but what you're trying to do is get your hair to a place where, and your scalp to a place where, again, I can wear extensions, I don't have to wear extensions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My hair has grown tremendously under yes. the chair, uh-huh. uh, Nina. And again, it's about an educational process. Right. Not I'm running in and running out, or I'm going to the next hair stylist or anything to that, that right. effect. But what I wanted to ask Nina is how did you come up with your business name um, Growing Season Hair Salon? What is that all about? Growing Season? Yeah. That's nice. Well, you know, prior to opening salon, I used to read a lot and I still do. And I was reading, and I'll give this credit to um, if I can think of her name. Maybe I can't. Anyways, I was reading this book and it had in it a chapter, a subchapter called Growing Seasons. And it piqued my interest and I read about I read through it <clears throat> and what it talked about was the different seasons of a woman and I had never looked at it that way. And what I said, I said if I ever open a salon, <clears throat> excuse me, I would name it that. And just to give you a general idea of what it included, it talked about the birth of a woman to age 24, and that would be our spring years. Mm-hmm. And she titled it Caterpillar to Butterfly. And then your summer years are ages 25 to 49, and that's familyhood to self-discovery. And your autumn years are 50 to 75, and that's when a woman's in self-oneness, healing, and a harvest time. And, of course, our winter years are 75 and on, and those are the years of wisdom, we're restful, and then we're at peace. And the gist of that is each season that a woman, each season is of our hair is dependent upon the season prior to it and how we cared for it. So if we're starting out, and it's just unfortunate, um, you know, we have our, our young our young babies and we all have different hair textures. And depending on how that mom starts that baby's hair out is going to affect the remaining seasons of her life. So it's just very, very important to start out right. And it, as with anything, as with anything, it depends on how you start because, you know, the same is likely to follow unless, you know, of course you meet someone like me. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that, that growing seasons came from just looking at that book and understanding mm-hmm. the different phases that like. of a woman's mm-hmm. life. That's that's amazing. Now, Althea, one thing I also realized from talking to Nina, you mentioned the fact that when you go to her to her studio that it is not like a cattle call. Um, the one thing I think I can appreciate is Nina said that she does one-on-one service. Oh, so yes. you're not there with, you know, 10 other women and she's not going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between 10 other women, uh, while she's, while you're in her studio. Right. You so get that's, specialized care. So that's like really, yeah, that's really professional and specialized care. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when I first started, I, Again, I questioned why would I open a salon because I really didn't like them because I didn't like that process. Mm-hmm. I always felt that doing your hair was a private thing. And, you know, when I could walk walk down the street and I could look in seeing everybody get their hair done, I said, it's almost like the world seeing you before you dress. Right. So I always just thought it was a private service. And unless I could do it that way, you know, I just wouldn't do it at all. And so I tried to recreate I tried to recreate, um, 
just the intimacy that you would do if, you know, it's just one-on-one. And so that is what you get. And we'll talk about that more. But you know what? I, and I appreciate uh, that. And I do want to talk more about that yes. because the one-on-one thing, you, you kind of, I think you have keyed in on how women feel. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that, okay, when we come back. This is Mind Your Business Radio. We are here with Nina Winston. She is a master stylist. We'll be right back. Yes. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, hello, Mind Your Business listeners. We are back. We are back in the studio here with Miss Nina Winston. She is a master stylist. And we were talking about, before we left, we were talking about the fact that I think Nina has actually... Um, zeroed in on how women feel when they go to a salon. And so you were saying, Nina, that one of the reasons why you felt like you needed to give women one-on-one service was uh, looking at the industry. What did you, what did you come up with? Well, I think it's me on a personal level. I've always, I was actually my first client. I am my my first client. Mm -hmm. And so through growing up and doing hair, doing my own hair, I kind of knew what I wanted. And so, and I'm also, because I'm my, my, my first client, I'm probably not the best client for someone else. Uh-huh. And so it's, I'm, you know, if, when you're a perfectionist and you're very picky, then that made me open to other women who are perfectionists and very picky. And I understand. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny when they sit down and they start apologizing about, you know, Asking, you know, wanting direction and asking for what they want. And I said, don't apologize. I said, you're here. You chose me mm-hmm. and I'm here to serve you. Okay. And this is not about what I want. I'm here to give you what you want. Right. And so that's kind of the way I look at it. Even I remember when I used to go to the salon and I was turned away from the chair. And when I was turned around, I didn't like what they, what I got. Mm-hmm. And when I worked at, um, I think when I first started out, I went to Great Clips just for a short while, you know, to do some cutting. And what I noticed and I kept in mind is they they always did a consultation. Yes. And they always kept the client facing the mirror. Okay. And they okayed every step with the client before they did it and make sure the client was happy. Oh, nice. And I said, that makes sense because then when we're finished, everybody gets to be happy. Yeah, that's almost yes. a that's what you want, right? Yeah, everybody gets to be happy. I always happy. wonder why stylists will turn you away from the mirror. Is that are they taught to do that? Like, is well, that one of the secrets of salons that they turn you away from it, the mirror? It, it could be space. It could be their where their workspace is located. Uh-huh. So you know, if you're right-handed, you know, you're you, you're going to work from your workspace, and so the in order to do the person's hair, they might need to do that. But I just set mine up specifically so that you can watch everything I do. And because what I do takes a very long time and, and is not an inexpensive process, it's real important that that client is happy when she's finished. Yeah, right, right. Now, do I get it right all the time? No, we don't get anything right all the time. But I notice that those are the times when if the person is kind of nervous and if there's too much instruction, I can feel their fear. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. if if you're if they've had a lot of bad experiences and they bring that fear, they're more than likely not to get what they came for. Okay. And it's no matter what you would do, yeah. It's it's just kind of gonna turn out like that. Okay. And I know I have Stop at some point and say, you know, if um, I need you to trust me, because if yes. you don't trust me, I can't give you what you want. Right, I would right. give you what you would do, not what I would do. Uh-huh. So there have been instances like that. And then and of course, we're not none of us are always on. Uh-huh. But, you know, I try to do I do put forth my best effort and try to do my very, very best with each person. Because I remember when I first <clears throat> came to you. You know, I came and uh, my uh, right-hand person came with me, Miss <laughs> Johnson. 
And <laughs> of course, you know, I was very nervous, uh, skeptical. I just didn't know what to think. So that's why I brought somebody who knew me well enough to say, yes, Nina is the right person for you because I've had too many bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so when I got there and, and I had this conflict factor, you know, I was able to calm down. And then my Johnson was able to say, yeah, she's the right person. I object to person mm-hmm. to talk to me. Then, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just developed from there. Well, you know, I think that the only reason why I started learning how to do my own hair was because of my bad experiences at salons. I just decided that if I'm going to pay someone for this type of bad experience where you leave not really feeling satisfied or not feeling like you um, have been enhanced in any type of way, then I would just keep my money in my pocket. And I would would learn. Me trying to do my own hair is a bad experience. (laughs) Well, I do pretty good out there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not near this. I'm not near a stylist or anything, but I do pretty good in just keeping it together. Right. You know, and by the time I finish YouTube videos and things like that, but that's not really what I want to do. You understand what I'm saying? I would like to be well kept, not just kept together. (laughs) You know, so yeah. And what I found that really helps that is taking the moment to do a consultation. Mm -hmm. When I do a new client, my practice is to sit, we sit down in front of each other and I just ask them, you know, what are they looking for? What, what do they want? Most people they're like, well, I don't know what I want. I said, okay, well, tell me what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And usually we'll come to what it is that they're really looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at pictures, that's good, but you really want to ask the client, but what do you like about that picture? Right. Because <laughs> what I learned the hard way, if you show me a picture and I go to do that picture and before I start asking, what do you like about it? One, one lady, she said, she said, oh, I just like the color. It had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so it's just really important to take a minute to connect and get an idea of really, really, really what the customer wants. And then I think that's how you end up giving the customer what they really want. And so during that consultation, I learned a lot about them. And then we come to the conclusion of, what sort of hair we're going to use, what the length is, what the color is, what the cost is. And I give them a whole picture of what their cost is, including their maintenance over the time so that they can have a, you know, blueprint. Oh, good. And to decide if this is something I want to do, if I can do. Right. Um, I'm a person who doesn't like surprises. I like it all laid out. So Uh I try to do that. That's good. So, again, you get a written packet. Yeah, and you get something in writing. Oh, that's nice. Out what it is that mm-hmm. she's going to do for you. Uh-huh. And again, it's not just about the style and, and looking good, and that's very, very important. Yeah, but if you that. have some issues, <laughs> right? Yes. If your if your hair's not healthy, right? Or you right. have yeah. scalp issues, right? Then you want to kind of resolve that. that and you want exactly. somebody who's going to take the time to do just that, right? And then to the best that, that you can, can. exactly. Yeah. And there are sometimes a client will come. And they have an idea of a style that they want or a mm-hmm. technique that they want. And, I, you know, I look at the hair, and even though I may be, you know, sending away hundreds of dollars, if that technique is not right for her, right, for her hair and right. for where, if it will continue to damage her hair, I uh-huh. say, no, maybe we should look at this one, yes. you know, until your hair gets to a certain point. Or certain techniques are just not right for people because their hair texture won't. support it and it'll damage it so it's important for a stylist to be honest overall just put the client's best interest and I I, I, I so appreciate this and I I would love for any of our Mind Your Business listeners that want to get in on this conversation to call because I am a lot of old feelings are bubbling up in this conversation that I have had Mm -hmm. over the years Mm -hmm. about just the whole process um, being a black woman, the process that we go through just dealing with and having to to, to overcome our hair issues. Um, the phone number here is 
463-6748. It is 888-GO-FOR-IT. If you have a question or a comment uh, for Miss Nina, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. 888-463-6748. That's 888. You can put in there, go for it. 888-GO-FOR-IT. The reason why I say that, Nina, is because I know I know that one of the issues that I uh, always had with going to a stylist is I felt like I was expected to actually know what I wanted as opposed to getting a consultation from right. a stylist who could who could gear me towards what works best with my hair right. texture, even what works best with my face. Right. You know, Absolutely. because, it, you know, we all have different shaped faces. All styles are not flattering to everyone's face. So you see a picture in a magazine, it looks wonderful on that woman, right. but it won't do anything to flatter, Absolutely. to flatter you. And so I am so accustomed to just uh, walking in a salon and having a young lady say, well, what do you want? And I have to go through some pictures and show her what I want, what I think I want. And she just tries to do that to the best of her ability with no understanding of if it's going to work with my hair texture, if it's going to work with the shape of my face. Right. Well, hopefully, evidently you didn't get that, but hopefully most stylists should be able to tell you whether it work would work or not. Most stylists don't mean they don't. You're (laughs) rare. You are very rare. Business is a driving right. force for the reason why right. maybe our stylists will tell you the truth or not. Right. right. It is. It is. And, and, and that is rare. And what happens is it's about numbers. And like you were saying, you know, mm-hmm. and, and definitely not poo-pooing on the industry, but this is just the way it is and that it is about numbers. How many people can I get in that chair exactly. and get out of the chair? Um, and, you know, a big thing that I used to hear people talk about is the weight Right. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why, you know, I'll do one person at a time. You guys may come in, you may pass each other right, coming in right. the door, but that's about it. But most people don't even meet, you know, the way I schedule it uh-huh. because it is private. And then I've had a lot of clients who they want it that way. You know, they're yeah. professionals. They don't want everybody knowing their business exactly. or whatnot. Uh, me for one. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so... There's a there's a select group of women who can actually do that, and mm-hmm. I, I appreciate uh, the ability to be able to serve them. Our industry, the way it has been set up, I would I've all another passion that I've had. I've always wanted to see an improvement in it, and as well as be a part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And but the way it is set up, and the way it is set up is that, and this is unfortunate. There's so many people that a stylist has to book to make her living. Number two, if a person, if the first person is not on time, that's going to throw off the entire day. Uh-huh. Then if a person is a, is a no-show, then that's a gap that she has. So I think they're, they're, the overbooking comes like that. I've actually never worked at a hair salon where okay. I had to do that. I've always just worked by myself and I set my business up the way I wanted okay. it. Okay. And then the other thing is costs. Now, if we if we look at it, the the regular salon, I started getting my hair done when I was 16. We're talking many, many years ago. The same prices are still in the salon today. Wow. When... But that let me let me just take a break. Yes. Let me just take a break because I want to talk about that. We're going to talk about when we get back mm-hmm. the industry, right? Because oh. you're educating us about the industry, yes. okay? Yes. And who and your so, customer is, okay? Right, right. And some statistics. So we'll be right back. Yes. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio. We'll be right back. And now back to Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson for more of Mind Your Business Radio on Talk Zone. You know, Dr. Flo, we always have interesting conversation yes. on break. We do have interesting conversation. That is why starting July 5th, we are going to be at Sensation Station Network. 
Uh, you can get Sensation Station Network by going to sensationstationnetwork.com. The reason why I say it's interesting, Althea, we'll be streaming live each and every Tuesday on Facebook. I know. Althea, that means you're going to have to keep your appointment with Nina. And make sure that you got lipstick on. Absolutely. Because <laughs> we will be streaming live. And the correct <laughs> facial expression. And, and yes, and, and, and it means I need to go ahead and make my appointment with Nina. <laughs> <laughs> so that we will be on Sensation Station Network. You can go to sensationstationnetwork.com. Uh, you can also catch us if you have an iPhone or Android. Uh, get us in your TuneIn app or Radio Tuna Either way, you can catch us, okay? And so we are here with Nina Winston. Yeah. Uh, and again, ladies, if you want to call in, it's 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT if you have a question for Miss Nina Winston. Nina, you were talking to us earlier. Uh, you were explaining to us some things about the industry. Um, I want you to finish where you were about that. You were talking about some things about the industry. And then tell us a little bit more about your customer. Okay. What I was saying about the industry is that the pricing in our industry has not changed since I was I first started getting my hair done. Wow. However, women's income have increased tremendously. Yes. I don't even know, mm-hmm. you know, the statistics of it. So this is what keeps the our industry looking the way it does. Okay. And I know a lot of stylists, you know, we want to stay within the price range of what everybody else is doing because this is the norm and people are afraid to raise their prices because they'll they'll lose a customer because you can just go to another and then you have a lot of salads coming in, you have foreigners coming in, uh, just, you know, cutting the cost really low. So this has really caused our industry to suffer and the quality of it to mm-hmm. suffer. This is what the, the long extended wait times are coming from and things like that. So, we have to support. We have to support the growth of our, our stylists, and I think some of it has might have to do with how we see our own hair. Mm-hmm. I would get people to sit down, and they would, you know, I want you to do something with this stuff, or uh, talk about, you know, the, the the texture of the hair in an undesirable way, or these naps. And I'm like, no. We're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Your hair is beautiful. Right. And all hair is good as long as it's clean and healthy. Yes. yes. And, you know, so uh, uh, we we really have to look at how we are seeing and treating ourselves. There's no way we should be going and sitting down and allowing people to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And this, this by us thinking we don't have enough or going for the cheapest price, this is where a lot of the hair uh, issues are coming mm-hmm. from. So we live in a society, you know, the microwave society, we want everything quick, fast, and hairy and cheap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we get quick, fast, and hairy cheap results. Okay. So we and have to change the mindset. Yes. Okay, there and, you go out there. <laughs> and, and women, we are so much better and we're beautiful mm-hmm. and we, we must start treating ourselves as such. Now, now, um, Nina, I know in your in your bio, um, you treat women's hair, a lot of women that have issues and you're a master braider and also master wig maker. Um, do you also specialize in natural hair? Because one of the things that I just I, I love my natural hair. You know, I did the big chop last mm-hmm. year and it was the first time I had actually uh, known anything about my natural hair because I started getting perms uh, at when I was age. yeah at yes. an early age, right? So I was too young to even. Uh, by the time my my mother started doing perms, you know, having perms, uh, sending me to the mm-hmm. salon for perms. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know what my real natural hair texture right. was. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I am real. I love it now. I it's love beautiful. my natural. It is nothing like it. Um, So do you and because there are a lot of women like me who are just getting back in touch with their natural hair. Do you consult with with us as well? Okay, absolutely. Um, As as me being my own customer, I've worn every hairstyle that exists. Okay. When I tell my clients that um, I wore lots for five years. Things like you, you know, they can't. Right. Believe it. I couldn't believe so, it. So yeah, <laughs> I did, and I, you know, it was a great uh, spiritual growth time of my life. And so, 
I, I do all services. Mm -hmm. I, if you want, if you want to do the weekly service, like you want the relaxers and the washing sets and things like that, I can do that. If you are having issues and you need your hair covered for a little while, this is what the, the, the extension techniques are yes. for. And mm-hmm. so there's just a variety of them yes. that you can use. If you want your, your natural hair um, taken care of, different styles and twists and showing you how to, you know, um, take care of it at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do it all. Okay. And, and I even do, um, I have you know, multiculture. I've done Caucasian uh, ladies. I've done Hispanic ladies. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's just whatever, you know, you just, you when you know hair, you just kind of know hair. Yes. And uh-huh. you want to try to be um, versed in all of it. One thing that I will back up from it is I, I, I'm not, I don't specialize in color. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just your regular, you know, color, but you know, right. you have your experts at that and yes. I think you should go to them. Right. And so another thing, if someone comes to me and that's not my specialty and I don't think I can be, do the best, I will recommend them somebody that I know is going to give them their money's worth. Okay. So, and that's in having no fear yes. about, it's, it's, it's detaching from the money and doing what you love and what's best for mm-hmm. the other person. When you set up a win-win situation, it comes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you are quite a business person. So, I mean, that's that that comes across in, mm-hmm. in how you talk about your yeah. business. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I just want to state this quote. Women are powerhouse entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. The research shows that when women entrepreneurs succeed, they drive economic growth and invest more back into their families and communities. And that is a quote by President Obama. Yes. At the Global Entrepreneurship Summit. All right. And one of the questions I have, Nina, is that what were some of your challenges in beginning your business in such a specialized and boutique type of uh, practice? What are some of your challenges? I'll, I'll, I'll share my path. Mm-hmm. I When I was at Toastmasters, I had to <laughs> do a speech, mm-hmm. and it was about myself. And I said, well, what would I talk about? And so I did some research on myself. And I went back and I looked over my life, and what I discovered is, it's been pretty easy. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and things that have happened to me, they've just kind of come to me. They've just kind of walked into my life. I've kind of vibed in on what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And I just would talk about it all the time. The next thing I know, I was doing it. Right. And so as a child, I always loved doing hair. It was just a natural thing for me. And when I left high school, I didn't have my my it wasn't set up to where I could go cosmetology school based on where I lived and how far I would have to travel and things like that. So I ended up going to military instead and I had my children, I had uh, a banking career and things like that. And I really kind of put doing hair to the side. I didn't think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And a girlfriend of mine, she just was talking one day. She said, you know, I want to get my hair braided. I said, ooh, the kind that um, you add hair to? She said, yes. I said, ooh, let me do it. Uh (laughs) It was just fun. Okay. And from her, she would tell me, she said, girl, she said, people are running me down in the parking lot to get your number. And so (laughs) it it turned, I I remember my first three clients, and then it just went on and on and on and on from there. And it got too big for my house. And I remember saying to a couple of clients that I wanted to move, I had had in my mind what I wanted. I, I did go to school prior to that. I said, well, let me go and get my cosmetology license, even though I didn't really want it because I had some ideas about um, chemicals and things like that because I started out doing, uh-huh. I started out doing um, just natural hair only. Okay. And, but I, I went on and got it. I said, because you will get more respect. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. if you're licensed. That's right. And so I, I, you know, agree with getting your credentials and things like that. And it just went on from there. And I, 
I just spoke it into existence. I actually got kind of pushed because I mm-hmm. wasn't moving. You know, and I remember, I remember the push and it happened step by step. I, I had to move from my, my home because I didn't realize that there are certain businesses you can do in your home and certain you can't. Uh-huh. And yes. I lived within a city limit and I couldn't do it. So right. I had to move. And I remember a friend of mine at the mountain mm-hmm. and to kind of do, do a long story short, I ended up having everything I needed and it was exactly the way I visualized it. Wow. Uh, a part of it. I remember when I went and with the, um, the leasing agent and I told her, I said, well, first, I said, I'm not that kind of business, but I know I can do it. Uh-huh. And then I sat back for a little bit and everything just fell in place. And I ended up, it was just miraculous. I ended up, she just, I don't, I don't even remember ever signing the lease. Wow. She just gave me the keys after she met me. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't have those those kind of struggles. You know, the money just kind of presented itself. And, and I opened it. You, 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 in other words, you just walked into your purpose. I just yeah. walked in, and that's it. If it's your purpose, it will, it will be there for exactly. you. You walk into it, and yeah. and and it was you were passionate <clears throat> about doing it, mm-hmm. um, and people could see that in you, and so they kind of, you know, the Lord just kind of made a way for everything. Yeah, but one of the things I wanted to kind of ask you about, you know, you got a lot of stylists out here. We don't have any licenses, and they're doing things out of Well, there. we'll talk about that, Althea. We'll talk about that as soon as we get back. We're oh, taking okay. a break. You're getting me there. I'm take, we are taking a break. <laughs> I got this mic. I took it, the mic from you so yes, we ma'am. can take a break. Yes, <laughs> You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio. We'll be right back. You guys are so good. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, we are back with Miss Lena Winston, and of course, she's given us more good information off the air every time. This always happens because you know what happens, Althea? You get good girlfriends in the room, and a commercial can't stop us from talking. <laughs> no, not no at commercial, all. commercials do not stop us from talking ever. That's why we have that look. Yeah, uh huh. That's why Althea tries to bring me in for a landing. But uh-huh. the truth of the matter is, it's just such good conversation. Nina, you were saying that when you walked into your purpose, mm-hmm. right, you things just started opening up. And you were talking about, I think it's real important that people understand that you even walked on out on faith with this advertising thing. So give us, we were talking about that uh, when we were off air. You said that you thought it would be a struggle to even take out a $90 ad. And what what happened? What, how, what happened from that? Well, yeah. And what I'll back up and say, she asked me what were my challenges. There were many, but faith is what kept me through. And right. faith is what has got me through these 15 years. So what I was sharing with them is that I knew I had to advertise. And so actually they called me the Yellow Pages. We're talking 15 years ago. The Yellow Pages were more prominent than the Internet is right. today. Yes. And she and I was thinking, because I let me let me add this. I opened my salon when I got a divorce mm-hmm. and I had four children. Mm-hmm. My youngest was starting kindergarten. Mm. So I was responsible for four children. So it was mm-hmm. up to you. Yeah. My my salon rent and my home my house note and everything. Everything that went with four children. Right. So of course I'm looking at my budget to see how much money I can spend on advertisement. And so yeah, that's the first place we want to cut corners. Right. So this wonderful lady from Bell South came and she sat on my sofa, my settee actually, and <laughs> um she asked me a question. She said, well, how will people know you're here? And I thought about it. And for whatever reason, I went with it. So I was sweating bullets over a $90 ad. And when she left there, I was on a hook for $686.30 a month. Mm. That was a dollar bill size ad plus a website that they built for me. And from that ad, I received probably every customer that I have today. 
Wow. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And so as, as that went forward, you know, the second year, the internet changed. It started changing the game. And so mm-hmm. the ad wasn't as profitable. Right. I got a call from a gentleman wanting to do SEO optimization mm-hmm. on my website. Mm-hmm. I developed a good rapport with him, but I did not buy his service. When my ad was over, I can't tell you how, but immediately the day it was over, I started getting calls from my website. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of my clients came from my website. So I really think he did it. Okay. In spite of, you know, because uh-huh. like I said, he was an older gentleman and I think he had a little you know, affection for me. So God has just blessed me. Yes. Um, yes. But I think it's how you run your business. Yes. So we can do, we can do one or two things because there is, there's a way, just like I was uh, sharing with Dr. Flo a little earlier. Like if we're going to, if we're a musician, mm-hmm. you have some musicians, they just hear music mm-hmm. and it comes very natural for them. Mm-hmm. And then you have some, who enjoy music and would like to play it and they go get lessons. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's more than one way to do a business. And I would just say, listen to your inner urges and just don't be afraid to step out and listen to, step out on those urgings and just trust. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know, the thing about it though, is one thing that I, I notice in all successful entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. one thing that separates the successful entrepreneur from a person that just runs right out there and tries to do a hustle is, is, is vision and planning. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. You had a vision, Nina, and you said to yourself, you, you don't, might not have realized it, but you did some planning because you oh, said yes, to yourself, yeah. you said to yourself, now, how am I going to afford this ad? You know, mm-hmm. I have to do this, 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 and this. So your passion led you to this path, but you weren't afraid to say, okay, here are some things I need to do. Mm-hmm. I realize that a license is needed because that's where I'm going to get respect. If I open up a business on the street. I don't want these people coming by shutting me down because I don't have a license. There are things that you did, even though you followed that passionate path, you are a true entrepreneur because you paid attention to those things that you needed to do to plan to make sure that you were long in the game. And since you're talking about you made an analogy, I like to make an analogy with people who are performers. Mm-hmm. There are overnight performers. They're, they're overnight successes, that, and some of them come and some of them go. Yeah. But the ones that last in the game of the arts, whether they're singing or they're acting, are those who understand the business you that do. they're in. And that is true. You do. And as you were talking, I guess I didn't label it business, but ever since I was a young girl, I would sit down and write out, the things that were on my mind, my, my dreams. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I had written in this folder, I had a, I had a vision and what I did is I went all the way to the end with it. And then I went back and I planned every step that I would have to take to get to it. Yes. And it was just instinctive that I yes. did that. And I remember when I went to get my cosmetology license, I said, why am I doing this? I don't even want to do this. And I was led to that folder, which was in the basement in a box, and I was right on target with what I had said I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. And even in uh, cosmetology school, we had to write a business plan down to a paper clip that you needed. Wow. So I really did do the yes. planning. Yes. I just didn't focus on it. I planned it, and I just went. But you have yeah. to put the action to it. Exactly. And that's what I've learned. We None of us have... A problem with dreaming, right? And none of us have a problem with speaking it, right? And we can go all the way out there, but if we don't put the action to it, Absolutely. that's where we're stuck. Absolutely, and we're all capable of doing anything we want to do. Absolutely. I think the other thing that um, makes me proud of Nina is that not only sticking in this particular area of, of, of practice. Being specialized and no matter what else is going on out there with other uh, hairstylists that may not have a license doing it from their home or, you know, having a stove front type of situation. She has the stick to itness 
But she also mm-hmm. also knew that she had to do some estate planning. And she came to me for that uh-huh. because what I'm finding that a lot of hairstylists don't, they don't plan, they don't have enough insurance, they don't mm-hmm. have enough savings, they don't pay taxes, so they get in trouble. So it's hard setting up and having that foundation right. and following through. Right. That's that. right. And what I will say is I did do it was so it's so interesting. I did do my taxes from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I realized I said this is not something I can do myself, nor do I want to do it. Right. And I just parted ways with my. I didn't part ways. You know, God would have it that my accountant of all those years, he just passed this year in January, oh, and sorry. I stayed with him. And he, it's like if if someone wanted my 2001 taxes, I can put my hands on them right now. Yes. And uh-huh. so I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I also got every insurance that I needed. Yes. I, you know, whatever the state said you needed, your licenses and things right, like that. Right. So you do want to do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even with where we were talking about as far as the consultation, I found that when things are in writing, you have a better understanding. Oh, absolutely. Yes. My aunt used to say, there's nothing like a good understanding. That's right. So when we sit down and everybody, you know, we have understanding and minds are clear, that's when we can kind of move forward. Absolutely. So I think I might have gotten some of my business entrepreneurship from my father's side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. Now that I think about it, but okay. it's, it's just a natural knowing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. You know, Althea and I are always talking about um, make sure you get professionals to assist you. Yes. And I still, even though I don't practice full time, I still have clients that just won't even let me go. And mm-hmm. I won't let them go, there right? Because go. I've developed such a relationship with them and I know their business and and they trust me with it. Mm-hmm. And so I do understand that. I'm sorry that you lost your accountant because yeah. I know you do build that relationship and they know you and they know how you like things and you've mm-hmm. kind of gotten things straight. So that's oh, kind yeah. of a, he was, he yeah. was great. He was yeah. great. Well, now you can get a new accountant. Yes. That's yeah. fine. Well, you know, when she does my consultation after she finishes my hair <laughs> consultation, I'll have to, but what, you know, she's spoiled, so I'll have to sit down with her and find out now, what did this guy do for you? <laughs> so I'll just hand it to you. What, what, what did he do? What did he, what did he do? You know, let's see if I can do the same uh, thing. Right. But, well, but I don't have any doubt about that. Doctor. Well, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, and we'll talk about that later, but you know, I've used technology to try to make up for what I can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. like you said, put your hand on your technology tax return. I, I, I spend money every month for a portal for my clients. So all of their documents are in, in the cloud, wonderful. in the cloud. So if they can't get me, they just sign into their portal, get all the documents that they even gave me in the first place to do their taxes or all their returns Great. and everything up there. So if they do have difficulty getting in touch with me, they can always they sign in. But you know, you have those clients that are like, I don't want to sign in. You need to answer the phone. So, you yeah. know, but you try to, yeah. <laughs> you try to do the best that you can. <laughs> When you hire someone, I I don't hire people I don't trust. Right. Yeah. So well, well, Nina, before, before we go, yes, we want you to give out your information. Please, how do people get in touch with you? You can reach me at 678-472-1349 or at growing, I'm sorry, www.growseasons.com. That's www.growseasons.com. Seasons.com. Well, I tell you, it has been fantastic. Yes. The other thing I just want to mention, guys, uh, you know, those of you all who are faithful mind your business listeners, you all know that we have a segment of our show the last Tuesday of every month, which are the ladies of the view. And so you will be hearing more from Nina because <laughs> Nina joined us as oh, one of the yeah. ladies of the view. Yeah. And so the ladies of the view will be here next Tuesday. Next we Tuesday. will be at our new station interviewing the station manager. Sean our general Prime. manager Sean Prime will be interviewed next week so we will be live from our new uh, new home and so you have been listening to Mind Your Business Radio we appreciate you we love you Mind Your Business Radio your business your family your life your life <laughs> see you next week <laughs> <laughs>